this morning we have the privilege of having um, our very own Neville Van Eerten back from Africa, what, two days ago? Feeling, feeling a little jet lag probably, um, but he is coming to just share, share what God's been doing and share the word. So let's stand to our feet and let's welcome Neville to the stage. Hallelujah. Wow. So good to be home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I weighed myself this morning. I've yet to tell Christine. <laughs> hey, look, and before I start, I've been instructed to inform you all that, if, uh, that we're going to have a ministry time up the front and uh, that I've got bad breath. Um, <laughs> It's just too much Pakistani food, <laughs> loaded with lots and lots of garlic. So just in case you're concerned that the Holy Spirit has not got bad breath, all right? All right, hallelujah. Cool, can I have one? There we go. All right. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul sitting down? And he has a tent maker, and he's sitting down, and he's got his apron on, and he's got the tent across his knees, and he's sewing the tent. It's in Syria, it's hot, so he's wiping his brow with his handkerchief. Acts chapter 19 talks about this, verse 12, so that they took even the handkerchiefs and aprons off Paul. Extraordinary miracles were done. I was preaching in Kampala at a church of our, our mother church, ministry mother church. It's a church of around about 500. And you know, to get there, I have to hand my, my iPad across to somebody. We walk across a rickety bread bridge, across an open sewer in the middle of the slums. Holes in it, and I have to hand it over to somebody else. And I'm thinking, oh God, I hope that doesn't end up in the, in the, in the sewer. In Galatians chapter 6, it talks about, I will not boast in anything except the cross. Of Jesus Christ. In that meeting, we saw probably 150 people baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues for the first time. And a Muslim came. He stayed. I preached from nine o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night with just an hour off. And during the hour, we saw a woman being delivered, demons cast out of them. And that Muslim, he stayed there from 9 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock at night. And then at the end, he came up to me and he said, my mother's dying in hospital. Now in Africa, as you know from you know, TV, you have, you have cloths that you use. You know, so when you're in Africa, you do as the Africans do. Because it's just so hot. Smell of open sewers all around. And that man came up. He said, 
my mother's dying in hospital. And I said to him, you take this cloth, you put it on your mother, and she will be healed. And I prayed for him, and he started to get all drunk in the presence of God. And I said, you know who that is, don't you? Says that's Jesus. That's Jesus that you're encountering there. He is the Prince of Peace. Well, his mother was healed instantly. He's been at church every day since then. You can't preach to Muslims in Pakistan, it's illegal to do so, but you don't need to. They're so desperate for healing, so desperate to be touched. The doctors can't do anything for them, but Jesus can. Jesus can. They come in secret. They come after the meeting's finished when you're in the car, and security rushes you into the, out of the meeting and into the car, and they come to you. How much God loves his creation. (laughs) And you lay hands on them and they get healed. And you ask them, you know, they're being touched by the Holy Ghost. They're just like big sponges. You get touched by the Holy Ghost. They meet Jesus. They nod their heads. They give glory to Jesus. I say to them, you know, your Quran says that Jesus will heal you. And they say, yes. And then you go to places of hatred where 20 churches were burnt to the ground. Christian schools were burnt to the ground. 200 houses destroyed. We go with a truckload of beds and Bibles and feed 700 and pillows and quilts and it's absolute mayhem. The police are called, the armed police arrive and they ask questions, why, have you, why are you guys armed? Why, why have you got firearms? And they say, we're just protecting this man. And they come up to you, the armed police, they're all Muslims, and they come up to you and they look at you and they want to have their photos taken. They protect you. They look after you. It's all about Jesus. The head of police rings up and says, he's a Muslim, obviously. He's high up in the police force. And he says, I want to meet with you. No, I didn't get to meet with him for various reasons, but Jesus wants to bring revival to this land. If you imagine a room like this, invariably, two-thirds of you will be filled with the Holy Spirit by the end of the meeting for the first time, speaking in tongues. 
many of them will be born again, instantly filled with the Holy Spirit within five minutes. Following day, water baptized. Speaking to young girls who are 19 or 20 years of age in Bible school, going in one of our Bible schools. They're on their way to Syria, counting the cost, prepared to die for Jesus, because it's all about Jesus. Christine and I have been working with, not really working, but working with 10 brick factories they are what are called bond servants. There have been in generations of generations of generations of being bonded to their Muslim owners, living in an absolute poverty. And a tissue if I can, We've been sowing there for three years, 2016 to 2019, just 160 people. Taking them Bibles, feeding them, encouraging them, giving them water so they got clean water. The pastor, after we left in 2019, he cried out to God for these people. I'd never met him, met him before. I talked to him about two months ago, and he said, oh, can you please come and preach at my church? And so we go to his house, and he's got the most beautiful house. He's just been given a brand new $100,000 vehicle. And he tells me the story of how he chose those 10 places, and he said to God, God, I want to help these people. And so I preached at his church. About an hour before the meeting was due to start, the rain came down and washed out where we were going to preach. I thought, oh, well, I'm happy, you know. I don't care if I preach to 20 or whatever. I'm happy. The woman, the wife of the pastor, muttered something to her husband. And she gave me the greatest honor that I could possibly have. And she said, this man is humble. And I wasn't phased by that. And so there were phone calls and things like that. And we arrived there about an hour and a half later. They had hired out, because where they are just, is just an open field. That's where they meet in an open field. They'd hired out a hall for me, 20 kilometers away. I arrived there an hour and a half later to the most thunderous praise possible that you could imagine. As the people of God were praising their God, these literally slaves really is what they are. The most beautiful praise and worship ascending into heaven what started with 160 people four years ago is now a church of 8,000. Yeah. 
There wasn't 8,000 there. There was probably 2,500, but they'd come because they're hungry for Jesus. They want Jesus. When did I start? We cry out for revival. We want to have revival here. How many of you want revival? God, we need revival. But it's not about the future. It's not about God bringing revival. John chapter 5 talks about a man who was paralyzed for 38 years. And how he lay in the five porches. Those five porches were Solomon's colonnade. Where the glory of the Lord was so strong and the level of sacrifice. I can't remember how many sheep. But it was tens of thousands of sheep and thousands of bulls were sacrificed. And the glory of the Lord filled that place. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, then I'll hear from heaven. We've all said that so many times. And what, what Pete said, so true. And so when Jesus comes to him you see Solomon started off well but he ended poorly you know in Africa I say this I'm the husband of one wife and no concubines because it's a problem in Africa amongst the pastors Solomon ended poorly and the historians tell us that the pool of Bethesda where that man was healed was taken over by the God of healing, Ascalaus, Ascapelaus. But the anointing remained. The angel would come at a set time and he would stir the waters and whoever could get in first was healed. But when Jesus comes, it's, it's different. It's not a set time. It's when Jesus comes. It's when Jesus comes. There's an anointing that remains from Pete. There's an anointing that remains from James Seymour, African-American, who all of us can give thanks to the Lord for him. Every one of us came out of that revival. And during that revival... There's a book written by Charles Price. And just to give you some idea, I've, what, there's been 600 hours in the month, uh, more than 150 hours of those I've been traveling. Um, more hours traveling than sleeping. And so I've been reading the Bible a lot. No. And Charles Price talks about tarrying, how people would come to the meetings. And they would go up into the upper room and they would tarry until the Holy Spirit came down. But the move of God that needs to happen, I believe, is the miraculous. We need to see the miraculous and healing. People, the number one question people ask me is, why do we not see the healings that you're seeing in Africa or seeing in Pakistan here? And... Um, 
I think this is the answer. We need the miraculous. We had a meeting of about 300 pastors, or 300 people, they weren't all pastors, but there were a lot of pastors that were there. It was an open-air meeting, we are training them. There's a, a lot of pastors there who were just kind of, you know, asking questions in their mind, you know. You could sense it in the spirit. And out of character, thunderstorms started to appear all around us, and I'm preaching, and teaching and it starts to pour with rain and so I command the rain to stop and it stops and I just carry on preaching no because the rain stops so I carry on preaching but I hear afterwards that everybody that there were all these pastors who were looking at me and thinking, you know, can we trust this guy? Can we trust him with the message that he's got? And I found out afterwards that it continued to rain all around us. There were thunderstorms all around us, except for over us. That day we had the privilege of of 200 leaders had passed the course, had been through our course, it's a, a year-long course, to be receive their diplomas, um, which means that they can now be registered in the country. Jesus talks about, in Matthew, remember the story of the boy that the disciples could not heal. Remember that story? Where is it? There's a medical term, there's a Greek word called oligo. And I'm, I apologize for anybody who's been offend, who is about to be offended, but I'm going to offend you anyway. I'm a, I'm a veterinarian. Well, you can choose whether you get offended. I'm... I'm not too worried about it. We have a term called oliguria. In veterinary medicine, it applies to human medicine. It's basically, which means dribbling urine. And if we look at Matthew 17, I think it is, verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, you could not heal this person. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved into the sea, and it'll be moved into the sea. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Why would God say that oligopisces, I think the word is, what is it? Oligo... Pistos, dribbling faith is not enough when you actually need smaller faith than that. Less faith. He's saying, you know, our, our English language doesn't really give it justice. He says, your faith is here, but the kind of faith you need is down here. Why would he say that? 
because it's a different type of faith. Hebrews 11, it's that great passage of the heroes of faith. But listen to this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 40. God, having provided something better for us. The faith that is available to you is greater than the faith of Elijah, as Pete said. That's right. You've got greater faith than David. You've got greater faith than Gideon. You've got greater faith than Abraham. You've got greater faith than Moses. So there's something better for us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and perfecter of your faith your faith is not enough doesn't matter how much faith you have it's not enough. But Jesus looks at your faith. He talks about the centurion. He says, your faith is better than anybody else. In the all of Israel, by your faith, go, be healed. The thing is, though, that he's Jesus, and we are not. But are we? Jesus said, greater miracles than these you shall do. I'm up here. Stand there. Give me a hand. If you imagine, I'll do it hopefully like this. Oh, you hold my hand. If you imagine, you can see my hand here. A lady in the persecuted church. You see, when they were persecuted in Jaranwala, they ran into the fields to hide. I think she was one, the one that was her arm was damaged there. And I saw her there. I was just giving words of knowledge, and people were getting healed. And you know, in the meetings, we would always see more people healed than was not healed. We would always see greater than fifty percent of people healed. Deaf ears. And this woman, and I imagine you're me, and I, I'm this woman, and just basically say, be healed. Be healed. Nothing happens. Be healed. In Jesus' name. And the fingers to start to move, because she's paralyzed. And then, um, and it says, now I want you to grip my fingers. No, I do, I'm going to grip your fingers. Yeah, I'm her. I'm a lady. And the fingers start to move. 
and they get stronger and stronger and stronger. It's all about Jesus. Thank you. So how do we get there? Jesus said by prayer and fasting. I'm not a fan of fasting. I I hold greatly to another man who said there's more in the Bible about celebration than fasting. (laughs) But I have been doing quite a lot of fasting this time just simply because there was no food. I was sharing with the prayer group. My greatest joy in my last week was that God answered one of my prayers. God, I need some toilet paper. (laughs) And God heard. (laughs) And I said, my joy was full and my bowels were empty. Glory in the cross. This has been the most difficult trip yet by far. Most difficult. But it's been the most glorious. It has really been the most glorious. You know, when you walk in and all of a sudden, there's always shotguns and machine guns and stuff like that. But when you start seeing the pistols being drawn and you think, what's going on here? I'm missing something. And you just put your trust in Jesus. And when security, you're just finished preaching and the security just comes up to you and says, we're going now. No. But I've never felt so safe. So how do we get there? You see, it's about Jesus' faith. It's not about our faith. It's about prayer and fasting, which simply means you wait on God until you have the faith. But it's not, there's no trying, it's not a mental thing. It's kind of like you get this guy who's had his leg chopped off and you just simply know you don't have the faith for it. That person wasn't healed, unfortunately. That would have been, that would have been a good testimony, eh? You know, you're sitting there and you're trying and you're thinking you've got to stop trying. You've just got to stop trying. There comes that point where you're praying for somebody who's deaf or whatever, and all of a sudden, you just, you just relax. And you say, Lord, it's not really much to do with me anyway. All I'm here is an obedient servant of God who just wants to glorify Jesus Christ, who wants to bring heaven to earth. Your heart's racing because, you know, you've got 100 or 2,000 people watching. And then all of a sudden, you still your heart, you just focus on Jesus, and you tell the person, focus on Jesus. And this is what I do with the Muslims. I say, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? And they always say the same thing. Yes, Jesus can heal me. And he answers. He responds to their faith. They don't have any, they have their faith. They don't have Jesus' faith yet. But then Jesus turns up. And he's there. He's there inside of you. 
he's there around you. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, it says this. It says, one spirit, one body, one baptism, one faith, one Lord, one Father who is through all, over all, and in you all. When Jesus did the miracles, it was God who did the work. I think that the prayer and fasting is related to this. For the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay. We all know that, don't we? You know that the word work is fervent effectual. The works that God does, there is a place for fervency, and there is a um, you know, place for that fervency in prayer. Sometimes it's when you're praying for the person, but a lot of the time that fervency is in the place of prayer and fasting. When you're alone with God and you're fervent with God, so, you know, why am I talking to this? Because God wants to raise up an army of miracle workers in this country. Oh, please don't be scared of the Muslims. <laughs> please don't. You don't need to be scared of them. <laughs> God loves them. I've not experienced the, the, the sense of the love of God, except with the Muslims. How much God loves them. You just got to talk about Jesus. You don't need to preach to them. You can in New Zealand. It's not illegal to. But it's about, you know, <sighs> Ephesians 3, somewhere it says this. It says that, Ephesians 3.10, that you might know the, have an understanding of the height the depth, the width, and the length of the love of God that surpasses knowledge, that you might be filled with all of the fullness of God. When Moses said, show me your glory, Jesus, the Father, or God, Yahweh, as he was then, you know, he says, I will cover you with my palm. My face you will not see, my backside you will see. It's a soft part of his hand. It's not the hard part. It's not the fist. It's the, the softness of it. He holds the universe in his hands. And that fullness is what he wants you to have. Everything that he has is the fullness of God. I'm not into the social gospel. I know it's important. You know, we do that. We provide Bibles and we feed them and but it's about the power of God. 
being displayed through you. You have got everything you need. Before you get, you know, you've got to get water baptized because that's where your authority comes from. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased, okay? That's the authority as, a, as, the, as sons and daughters of God who can then go and do the Father's business. That's why baptism is so important. But you've got to have power as well. And it's available to you. But tarry for it. Wait on it. Be so determined that you want it. Don't restrict yourself and say that's for the pastors. To him who believes, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. God wants to raise up an army in this country that is going to bring a revival, not in the future, but now. It's possible. If we can get, if God can raise a church from 160 to 8,000 in four years through one man who said, use me. And God can use you, can use me. He's not an educated man. In fact, I didn't, I didn't. I saw this the other day, you know, that Jesus wasn't even educated. He wasn't an educated man. So what are we going to do? I'm going to give you the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but make a commitment if you're not really water baptized to get water baptized, because you need both. You need authority and you need power. You can't have one without the other to be effective. And we're going to pray for people to move in healing, to have an anointing. There's an anointing that remains that comes through people who are already there. That's what the job of the ministry is to do, is to equip the saints. And so there are anointings on people that can last for 400 years like it did for that, those people that would get into the water but it's to equip you to heal the sick, to preach the gospel, to cleanse the lepers, to cast out demons. Amen. Let's stand.